Hey, welcome to the Central Westland Church Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for downloading and thank you for listening. We hope that today you find God's Word to be encouraging, challenging, and inspiring your life today. We would love to connect with you through our Facebook page and Instagram page. All you got to do is look on Facebook or Instagram and search for Central Westland Church. Please know that we love you, we're praying for you, and we hope you enjoyed this week's message. What's happening, everybody? This is Michael Jernigan right here, Central Westland Church. Hope you're having a good day. Um, I'm here in my office all alone. There's nobody here but me. I wish you guys were here. Um, I wish I could see you. You can see me. I wish I could see you. Uh, But listen, that's the way things go sometimes. Uh, Let me kind of give you an update on what's happening um, before I do, uh, I notice when other people do live videos, they always say, I'm going to wait a minute till other people get on. Um, here's the deal. If I ever hear somebody say that, I immediately turn their video off. Um, not to be mean or anything, but it's a video that is saved on this page and you can go back and watch it at any time. So I don't have to, um, I don't have to wait for somebody to get on. They can go back and watch it. You can go back and watch it a hundred times if you want to. Um, either way, um, we're going ahead and getting started. And um, for whoever's here and whoever's not here, they can catch up later. Um, one quick announcement. Um, our meeting tonight, our churchwide meeting where we were going to uh, go over our vision and our plan for our building and neighborhood, um, that meeting is canceled. We are not going to be having that meeting tonight. Um, for the same reason that you are not here with us this morning. We had a positive COVID test in our church um, last week, this past week, and so we're taking this week off to give us an opportunity to um, make sure the sanctuary is thoroughly cleaned, um, to make sure everything is sprayed and wiped down, Um, and then we will get with you this coming week by probably Tuesday to let you know our plans for next Sunday. We've got a couple ideas Um, So we will get with you. Uh, We'll put out the word this week about our plans for next Sunday. Um, Those of you that are watching, can you hear me? Somebody leave me a message. Let me know that you can hear what I'm saying. If not, I will make an adjustment if I know how to make an adjustment. All right, so uh, let's get started with what we want to talk about. Uh, we've been talking about our mindset. We've been talking about um, the way we think. We've been talking about why we think what we think. And I hope you've enjoyed that over the past couple of weeks. I hope you've enjoyed um, the process of knowing kind of how your mind works and um, why you think what you think and where our thoughts come from and how we can, as Paul says, to take captive those, those negative thoughts and replace them with Christ-like praiseworthy things as we talked about last week, how to turn our, uh, thank you, Pat, thank you so much, uh, how you can, how we can turn our fear into praise. Um, so I hope you've enjoyed that. Uh, we're done with that for the time being. 
We're going to move on to something else in a couple of weeks, but today I want to share with you real quickly um, from the book of Acts chapter 1. Uh, we're going to read the first couple of verses, the first three verses, I believe, and then i got three quick things to share with you this morning uh, real quickly. Acts 1 verse 1 says this, In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven. After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles, he had chosen. Verse 3, after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Um, so what we see there is that the author of this book, it doesn't directly say, but uh, everybody believes and the reason they believe it is because of the very first verse. It is uh, it's Luke, the same guy that wrote the Gospel of Luke. This is kind of his second volume of who Jesus is and what Jesus had done. Um, the Gospel of Luke kind of tells the person of Jesus and everything that Jesus did. The book of Acts here is um, kind of a continuation of what Jesus will continue to do. And when we get to, if you read chapter 2, you'll see the, the Holy Spirit came down and how the Holy Spirit changes people and how he leads people. And it was able to spread God's word throughout, um, throughout the whole land at that time. Um, so the, uh, Luke wrote this book here, uh, the book of Acts. What I want us to focus in on um, is verse 3 there that we just read together and then i'm going to share some couple things with you real quickly let's read verse three one more time verse three says this after his sufferings of course that's jesus after his sufferings he presented himself to them being the disciples he presented himself to them uh, and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of god the first uh, couple of words of that verse is what I want us to focus in on uh, today. It says, after his sufferings, after Jesus' suffering. We all know what Jesus' sufferings were. Jesus' sufferings were the beatings that he took. Jesus' sufferings were the thorn of, of uh, the crown of, of, of thorns. Jesus' sufferings was the nails in his hands and in his feet. Jesus' sufferings was the cross. Jesus' sufferings was the whip. Jesus' sufferings are laid out throughout the whole, uh, the four books of the gospel. Um, Jesus' sufferings are well known. Here's what I want to share with you this morning, hope to encourage you with a little bit this morning, is that Jesus' sufferings had a purpose. Jesus' sufferings, the pain, the struggle, the suffering that Jesus went through, there was a purpose for that. There was a purpose for everything that Jesus did. I've shared with you many times, especially when we do communion, um, that everything Jesus did was for you and for me. Um, Jesus was born for us. Jesus walked, Jesus lived for us. Jesus uh, gave the blind man sight for us. Jesus turned water into wine for us. Jesus fed 5,000 people for us. All these things show us about Jesus' power and what he can do and what he can do for you and me. Every single thing that Jesus ever did was for us, including his suffering. Jesus' suffering, Jesus' pain had a purpose, and that purpose was for you and for me. That purpose was to pay our debt. That purpose was to do something for us that we could not do on our own. 
the purpose of Jesus' suffering is simply for you and me to have our salvation. We have salvation today. We have freedom in Christ today. We can have heaven today. We can have a relationship with Jesus Christ today simply because of his suffering. Jesus took all the blame for everything we did wrong, and he gave us all the credit for everything he did right. That is the purpose of his suffering. That is the purpose of the cross. That is the that is the purpose of what he went through was for you and for me. So what does that mean for us? And here's quickly what I want to share with you this morning of what that means for us. Um, is that the pain that we go through today, the heartache that we go through today, the physical pain, the emotional pain, the spiritual struggle that we go through today, it too has a purpose. It too has a purpose. Don't think that you go through a valley today just for the sake of going through a valley today. No, there is a reason that we go through what we go through. There is a purpose behind our pain. There is a purpose behind our struggle. There is a purpose behind our suffering, just like what Jesus went through. Um, our purpose is different than Jesus, right? Jesus' Jesus' purpose was me and you. Um, our purpose is a little bit different. So i got three things I want to share with you this morning uh, quickly about three possible purposes of your suffering. Before we do, let me tell you what the purpose is not. The purpose of your pain is not to tear you down. Jesus is not trying to tear you down by your pain. Jesus is not trying to take you out because of your pain. There may be other people in your life that want to tear you down. There may be other people in your life that, that cause pain and struggle and heartache on you and in your life so that they can tear you down. But that's not the Lord's purpose. The Lord's purpose is also not so that God in heaven can show his dominance over you so that God in heaven can show you um, that he's in charge. Um, I remember years ago talking to some students and we we're talking about our view of God and where that comes from and what it is. Um, and somebody shared with me one time that they saw God as kind of like a policeman. I said, what in the world do you mean as a policeman? They said, I see God as like the, the big um, kind of the ultimate policeman up in heaven. I said, what's the policeman doing in heaven? He said, this student said, said, he's sitting there like a policeman does here. He's waiting for us to mess up so he can get us. He's waiting for us to mess up so that he can punish us. He's waiting for us to mess up so he can take us to jail. And I said, my man, my man, my man, you need to read the word of the Lord, first of all. Uh, but two, your view is way off. God in heaven is not a policeman. Just waiting for you to mess up so he can turn on his blue lights. He can chase you down. He can put you in handcuffs and take you away to prison. That's not the God in heaven. The God in heaven, scripture tells us, loves us. The God in heaven, scripture tells us, heals us, protects us, wants to have an intimate relationship, wants to talk to us, wants to hear from us. The God in heaven is not trying to show his dominance over your life through the pain that you're going through. Um, so three quick things, real quickly, and when I say quickly, I mean a couple of minutes worth, uh, maybe six or seven minutes worth. Three things of why, uh, of the purpose of your pain. Number one, your struggle, your pain can help other people. Your pain can help other 
people. Um, I've heard it said before that you minister best where God has healed you. You minister best where you've hurt the most. You minister best, you serve best, you help people best where you've had the most pain. And why is that? Because you know what it's like. You know what those people are going through. Single moms minister best to single moms better than anybody else can because they know what it's like. They know the struggle. They know the heartache. They know what it takes. They know because they've been there before. And the same is true for the pain that you're going through today. What if God, what if God can take that single hurt in your life, that single suffering, that single pain in your life, and he can take that and heal you from it and then use you to love and to minister to and to help out someone else going through the exact same thing. Maybe one purpose for your pain today is so that you can minister to other people. It's called compassionate ministry is all it is. You see an issue. You see the hurt. You see the pain. You see the struggle that someone else is going through. You know what they're going through. And so you do what you can do to help them out. Your struggle helps other people. Number two, um, how you go through your pain, how you go through your struggle, how you go through the suffering times of your life is evidence of God in your life. How you go through it shows your attitude towards God. Uh, you know, like you can go through pain and you can go through a valley and still love people. Is that like a wild thought for, for somebody? Um, like you can go be going through a valley and still show grace to people. You can go through a valley and still love and serve and worship God. Uh, we talked about that last week, how you can... You could be in the middle of, of the biggest struggle of your life and you can still praise God no matter what. Um, you can still go through that stuff and still be able to love people. That's how, that's how we come out of pain and we come out of suffering as better people and not bitter people, right? Like we can go through the valley and we can come out better because it's evidence of God in our life. It's evidence that he, his presence is with us. Um, you ever see somebody, maybe they're on their deathbed. Uh, one, of the, one of the things that this job has given me the opportunity over the past, um, gosh, almost 20 years, um, over the past 16, 17 years, is I've been able to see people um, in their last days, in their dying days. Um, you see some people uh, who, who aren't ready to go. You see some people who are struggling with some of the past regrets and past mistakes and past troubles. Um, and then you see some people who are on their deathbed and, and they're, they're fine. They're in a much better place than what I am standing there watching them take their last breath. They're okay because they know that God is with them. They know where they're going at their next breath. They know when they close their eyes in this world, they open them up in heaven. Um, they know what's next for them. Um, the reason that they do that is because they know God, 
right? God has impacted their life. God has changed their life. God has impacted their life in such a way because of his life, death, and resurrection. Their hope, their faith, their trust is in the Father, and he has changed their life. There's no fear in death for those people. There's no fear in, in the future. There's no fear in the afterlife because we know the Father, because they know what's coming next. Um, and then you see some people who go through a struggle and go through a valley completely different. The difference is God. The difference is the presence of God in their life. The reason they can go through that pain and still love and still have hope and still have faith and still have trust is God in their life. And when you go through a valley, when you go through a struggle, when you go through a pain, um, it's evidence of God in your life. If you go through a valley with no hope, with no future, with no love, with no grace, that tells me you're missing a really big aspect of your relationship with God. However, if you go through that same valley and go through that same struggle and you still have a Christ-like attitude, you still have a loving attitude, you still have a hopeful attitude, you still have a faithful attitude, that is evidence of God's work in your life. Now, that's not something you can do on your own. That's not something I can do on my own. That's something that only the presence of God in my life can do. That's the only way we can go through a valley and still love is by God's help. The only way we can go through a valley and still give is with God's help. The only way we can go through a valley and still serve and worship and praise is with God's presence in our life. It's not us, it's God. And number three, the third reason, or the third purpose um, that your pain could have is it gives you the opportunity. He gives you the chance to talk about God. He gives you the chance to spread God's word. He gives you the chance to tell everybody all that has happened to you and how God has delivered you through it. We see here in verse 3 in Acts 1, I'm going to read it one more time. After his sufferings, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over the period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Jesus' sufferings, Jesus' pain, the crucifixion, the resurrection, we see here in Acts 1, verse 3, that it gave him the opportunity to speak about the kingdom of God. Can I tell you today that the more you talk about God, the better off you will be, the better off the other people will be? Now listen, they may get tired of hearing it, don't matter because God doesn't stop working. God's working in my life. I'm telling people God's blessing me. I'm telling people God's with me. I'm telling people God's changed me. We're tell people. Um, there's a great quote that says, um, always preach the gospel of Christ and use words if necessary. Can I just share with you quickly? Words are necessary. <laughs> words are necessary. The way you speak to people, what you say to people going through a valley gives you the opportunity to share God's goodness. 
Going through a valley gives you the opportunity to share the glory of God in your life with the people around you. Nobody likes pain. Nobody likes a struggle. Nobody likes a valley. Nobody likes going through these issues. But the truth is, there is a purpose for them. And the purpose may be so that you can minister to other people, so that you can show the evidence of God in your life, and so that you can talk about the kingdom of God. You can talk about God's goodness. You can talk about God's presence. And that only comes, that only comes in the valley, in the struggle, in the pain. So it's not a bad thing if you're facing a valley today and you're facing some pain and struggle and suffering. That's not a bad thing because we have faith that God is with us. We have faith that God will never leave us. And it gives us the opportunity to share that goodness of God with the people around us. So take heart, my friends. Take heart. Rest easy. Have hope. Have faith that what you're going through is for God's goodness. What you're going through, there's a purpose and there's a reason. And it's not for nothing. Amen? Amen. I heard you. I heard all of you say amen. All right, y'all. Listen, I love you. I love you so much. Thank you so much for watching. Uh, we will be in touch this week about uh, plans for next Sunday. So make sure you check your emails. Check back here on Facebook. Give me a call if you want to. I'd be happy to talk to you. Um, if you don't get our emails, let me know. I can get you on the list. Um, if you're not an email person, that's cool. Um, give me a call and I will be happy to share with you our plans for next week later in this week. So I love you. Thank you so much for watching.